0: Why are there so many today who call themselves Catholics or even Orthodox Christians, the only two churches that have the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist, why is it that so many of them do not allow themselves to make the Eucharist a vital part of their ongoing relationship with the Lord? There are as many reasons as there are people, but I'd like to offer three general reasons reasons. First, the teaching of the essential elements of our faith to the people has been nothing short of abysmal since the Second Vatican Council. And I say this as one who was an outsider looking into the church. I am not blaming the council fathers. Read the documents of the Second Vatican Council. They're genius. But I do blame bishops tasked with teaching the faith but didn't, and instead were administrators. I do blame the so-called Catholic schools that don't even require a daily mass. I do blame the clergy who prefer to preach on social justice or try to be pseudo-psychologists to help us get in touch with our feelings or explore our inner selves. Well, like the adage goes, garbage in and garbage out. And thank God, most of that nonsense is in decline as more and more parishes are getting back to basics. But the damage has been done. It's extensive, with nearly two generations who know little to nothing about the faith. A second reason why many do not have a clear understanding of the Eucharist is our culture's increasing discomfort with mystery. We want everything to appeal to our perception of reality, our sense of logic, our sense of what is or is not possible. This, of course, is the height of arrogance, since it presumes that our perceptions, our logic, are accurate, and therefore infallible this helps to explain why people head off to other churches because they're just so much easier i and i know this from experience been there done that say the sinner's prayer you're forgiven confess jesus is lord and you're going to heaven no matter what and not even god can hold anything against you Give money to the preacher as seed money who tells you that you'll be rewarded a hundredfold. And you've just proved to yourself and everyone else, you are glory bound. But try to explain how bread can become the body of Jesus and wine becomes his blood and you run to all kinds of problems because it's a mystery. And mystery by definition cannot be explained. Mystery is not within our control other than to receive it in gratitude or reject it in arrogance. It's just so much easier and so much less an intellectual hassle to declare that the Eucharist, if it's anything at all, is just a symbol and nothing more. No thinking required, no commitment necessary, no obligation to attend worship, and why bother with all that self-examination to receive a mere symbol? Life is just so much easier when you factor out mystery. Flannery O'Connor... The great Southern Catholic writer was just beginning her career when she was invited to a dinner party by a famous novelist of that time, Mary McCarthy, a Catholic who had left the church. McCarthy, in an effort to be gracious and make her younger colleague welcome, raised, I guess, the topic of religion and said, the Eucharist is a powerful symbol. O'Connor, very devout, without blinking an eye, showed her true Catholic colors and defying all the social graces and the decorum of a Southern lady at a formal dinner party said, well, if it's only a symbol, then I say to hell with it. And in that one shocking sentence, she underscored to all present at that dinner table that the Eucharist is not a symbol. It's the highest reality that the human soul can receive. or it's nothing at all. A third reason why people abandon the Eucharist is that they are simply consumed by all the cares of the world, the incessant demands of work, the non-stop onslaught of instant communication that mandates an immediate response, which we, of course, so slavishly obey. I even see people doing it in the church. I know they ain't praying, I know they're texting. It creates an unease, and in some people, a serious dread of the silence you ever have a power failure and watch your teenagers go into meltdown mode? Because the Eucharist demands silence. Have you ever noticed that there is never any background music, chanting, or singing? during the Eucharistic prayers, save the prattle of little ones that are inspired by their angels, or perhaps in some cases, demons. You know, I recall subbing at one parish where a pianist was quietly playing in the background just as I began the Eucharistic prayer. I turned, I looked at her and I said, please stop. Silence was restored. And people squirmed. You see, silence is mystery's couch. And we are privileged to have a seat on it. But it is a couch that many today find alien and uncomfortable. They would rather wave their arms to rhythmic music, sway to a drumbeat, shout amens or hallelujahs, or lather themselves up into some kind of self-induced prophetic ecstasy or trance. We want to do something many prefer a church with a stage instead of a sanctuary anything but silence and yet silence is precisely where the holy encounters us not in noise or in frenetic activity as a protestant who was convinced that the Eucharist was nothing more than a papal invention of the 14th, 15th century, or some Roman mumbo-jumbo, I began to rethink my position as I studied John's Gospel, chapter 6, from which our reading is taken. And What our reading does not contain, and why, I do not know, is the knee-jerk reaction to Jesus' revelation that his body is true food and his blood is true drink. Verse 60 reads, many of his disciples, when they heard it, said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? As God, Jesus knew their thoughts and challenged them. But it only drove them deeper into their cherished personal opinions and therefore away from truth. As is so often the case with us. Now, Jesus could have said, uh, uh, Guys, I'm only speaking symbolically, but he didn't. Why? Because he couldn't. Why? His word has all the power and authority of his father's word. It makes real what he claims it to have, and it fulfills that for which he sends it, and it does not return to him empty or void. What was the consequence of Jesus' refusal to back away or soft-pedal the mystery that he revealed? Verses 66 through 67 read, After this, many of his disciples drew back and no longer walked with him. They left him. They abandoned him. Jesus said to the twelve, Will you also go away? You see, mystery Never forces itself on us. It has profound respect for human free will. Mystery, however, has no obligation to explain itself. It is for us fallen creatures to either accept or reject the grace, to receive it.